0: How do people who have lost themselves, I mean, those who are really tired of living a life that the world has told them they should be living, finally start to find their own voice and live authentically, they listen in and take action towards discovering who they are originally, tuning in and following their true North Star to the life that they've always known has been calling them. It's your girl Rafiat, but we're friends now, so you can call me Fifi or Rafi. That's cool. And welcome to FYFM, follow your first mind podcast. And if you felt that way, then this podcast is for you. Let's jump into it. Hey you, welcome to FYFM. Follow Your First Mind podcast. I am so excited to have Omega Mighty with me today. We are talking about following your heart your intuition and business and life. She has done, can I just say like I met her with like late last year and ever since then I feel like we've been like kindred spirits. Like every time I see her I was like oh my gosh yay. Like (laughs) so excited for personal. I've actually never met in person and yet you've impacted my life. So much so it's pretty cool it's pretty good to see you doing your thing uh, and i'm super proud of her for all that she does and so amiga please introduce yourself
1: oh my gosh thank you so much rafi it's crazy that you said that because i feel like we we did meet in person but
0: we didn't yeah that's so crazy uh, <laughs> yeah so strong. He's yeah there. the bond is really strong i'm like wait we haven't had in person, cool But yeah,
1: um, my name is Omega Mighty. I am a singer-songwriter. I am an overall creative director, visionary, double as a makeup artist. So I wear definitely a few hats. And I am co-founder of also a branding firm known as One Girl Steal. So um, yeah, I do a couple of things. I am excited about all that this year has in store for me and for those around me. And I'm excited to be here on this podcast.
0: I'm excited okay I want to start off with the first question which is for you what does your intuition look like and feel like so my intuition
1: I can't tell you exactly what it looks like it I know what it feels like it feels like a rumbling in my gut something in my belly it mm-hmm. feels like someone speaking to me someone trying to send me vibes feels like signs um mm-hmm. whether or not I take the first hints or but they're definitely yes. signs it's <laughs> like you know when when paths start aligning and things just start making sense or not. You know, I f- I feel like that's kind of my intuition. It speaks to me. Sometimes it's like really telling me something. And if I'm not listening, like I either learn I usually learn the hard way if I don't listen.
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's I love what you said it's like an alignment. So when things are aligning or not, either way it's telling you the signs. Exactly. It's telling me something. Mm-hmm. And you know the more that I, I
1: grow and kind of like each year that passes, I I learned how to embrace my intuition that much more um, Hmm. and really just sort of let it lead me because sometimes trying to go against that is literally going against myself, my path, what is meant to be set out for me. So yeah, I'm maybe learning to embrace it and listen to it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Can you speak to like, what was that process like for you coming into, okay, this thing is guiding me, not hindering me. Like how did that... How did that play
1: out? Oh my goodness. Well, I could really take it like back, back and get personal. It was actually it was the time when I was like 18, 19, mm-hmm. and it was like my ex-boyfriend at the time. And there was something in my gut. I, I kid you not, I couldn't, I didn't have, you know, specific evidence or anything. And this is just when I came to realize how much I needed to listen to my intuition and how much it was telling me something. I had like these premonitions and I felt that he was cheating on me. And I literally like accuse them of it a couple of times as well, even though I didn't have like proof proof, but I feel like a lot of, you you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times women, we love to wait on Mm -hmm. proof proof. Why do you need proof proof when your intuition is telling you something? That's true. And lo and behold, like, honestly, all of it came to fruition was exactly what I was feeling. And what I came to understand in that moment was that really what I was doing was I was, I was scared of what my intuition was truly telling me that I didn't want to take the action behind it. I didn't want to trust my gut, even That's though good. I knew, you know what I mean? Wow. And so I've used that to propel me in so many other situations that okay, if you are feeling funny about any type of situation, like listen to what your intuition is telling you. Oftentimes mm. it's telling you something important. And I can't tell you how many times my intuition has has helped me maybe not find myself in the back of a van, for instance. Like mm. I'm sure you guys know how many yeah. times especially as a makeup artist and and a woman and you know, I get really weird messages that love to present themselves as fabulous opportunities to mm. fly here and fly there and do X, Y, and Z And it's really wow. that intuition that allows you to be like, something sounds too good to be true. Something sounds weird. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm trusting my intuition that much more. And even if it means putting up my guard a little bit more, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I need to protect my space. I need to protect yeah my
0: spirit you know what I mean yeah no I love that you went there because what uh, I'm gathering really is like it's also out there to protect you in all sense of danger so danger and emotional danger is physical danger as psychological right it was trying to protect you with your ex-boyfriend but you obviously weren't heeding at the time right but everything happens in its time right exactly as you're supposed yeah. to learn from it And I did. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love that you were just kind of touching on the fact that of the physical danger. Actually, it's nothing I haven't really talked about yet. So what comes up for you when you get these messages that say, Hey, yeah, we want you to be the artist on set so-and-so, like what comes over you? What is the feeling?
1: For me, if anyone is a Virgo out there, you already know, like it's so hard to I, I don't want to say it's pessimistic cause it's not, but I also just, it's realistic to me as mm-hmm. being realistic. And I feel like when I get weird messages that are saying they want to recruit me to be on the front or like to cover someone really important for this magazine. Like, I'm just like, there are not just like, I'm so proud of what I produce and everything that I am. And I have no doubts about what I can contribute and what I can offer but I'm not an idiot and I just feel like there are celebrity makeup artists that are really well known so the fact that you're landing in my inbox with this Mm. I'm just going to I'm just going to now fish for more details and when I start fishing for funny shit and you feel like you're just going to back off and you're not going to answer so I love to approach it from that way I really just am an investigative person and I just I feel like in general like there's too many scams we know like I'm getting calls every single day for air duct cleaning I don't have ducts right like sis, I don't have ducks you know what I'm saying like I, I'm in a condo fam so yeah. I'm just trying to say that at the end of the day I can't be oblivious to what's going on in the world yeah. and I can't yeah you know what I mean and I feel like there's something about like probably just like my Caribbean heritage that drives mm. that intuition for me because the way I was raised was really not to be like trust trustworthy mm. of everything that's true but in the same breath, I had to get bun a couple times well to know that you know people are out here for real with the shadiness. So they are.
0: You know what I mean? They are. So. No, it's for real. It's for real. it just wow. Like that, it makes me think about so many times that you just you have that something that just tells you, like, I don't know about this. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know about this. You know, I love but that I do you ask feel, the questions. No, for real.
1: But I also feel like on the flip side, I do have that. Um, same sense where it, it allows me to be like, I have a really good feeling about this or like mm-hmm. my spirit really aligns with someone else. And I feel like this is a really good opportunity and I really need to go for it this time because this is really going to amount to something. And if I just push it that much more, it's, it's going to come to fruition. So I feel like it's a blessing and a curse, but in the same mm-hmm. breath, like if I could honestly visualize my intuition and this is why I say I couldn't see it. If I could, it probably would, honestly be like a cross guard that has literally blocked so many evil
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know what I'm saying and in the same breath has also just opened and unlocked so many doors for me has given me the magical key to doors that like no one has ever had a key to before so that's mm-hmm. how I feel about my intuition
0: that's a good reference it's very <laughs> yeah that's a good reference because it's true it, it, it does ward off for you like I feel like it's like a, it's a concludes you it does yeah and you can kind of go one way or hopefully another um but it is always like if you're choosing to listen to it it will be your bumpers like you know when you're going bowling Mm -hmm. the bumpers that go down the side
1: it It
0: is
1: (laughs) not for real for real like I think I have to name my intuition because I do need to real life be talking to her sometimes like I have to be like girl what are you trying to tell me right now I need to know Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying um So yeah, maybe cheers to naming
0: our intuition and personally, I think that's our connection and our communication with God. But He's speaking through your own voice, right? Like it's you, right? So yeah, in turn with you. So let me ask you: how, How was your relationship with self? Like, did you through learning your intuition, did you come into more of a like standing in who Omega is in order to like really connect?
1: I would say so. Like, I think it came more in, I think I've always kind of known who I am as a person. There's always a development phase. And, you know, especially that period where you're sort of like, okay, you're coming into adulthood. Mm. You're learning a lot more about yourself. And you're also just learning more about your standards. And I think Mm. it took me a while to understand what my threshold was for my standards. And that's why I wasn't able to maybe act on my intuition right away because I was, I had the fear of having to let go of something and what that might amount to and what that could mean and how I might feel sad in the beginning or whatever. But really I needed to understand and and listen to my intuition so that I could truly understand what my standards were in the first place Mm -hmm. um, and what I just wouldn't allow. So even if I didn't have physical proof of something, it was just not gonna be okay for me to even have that feeling. And that Mm -hmm. feeling in my gut, if I was having that, things just needed to be severed at that moment God. just for me to have peace. And I yes. think that's what I came to know and understand throughout that process. So I'm grateful for it because I feel like I, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if not to go through those things and not to truly understand my gut feeling. Cause that gut feeling, I'm telling you, it's like a bubble <laughs> and it could send you to the bathroom, girl. I'm not even <laughs> lying. Like the intuition is deep. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. listen, to it, it stays there and it lingers. Yes. And it's then on top of it it, it, it talks to you later. And it says, why didn't you listen to me? I'm like, damn girl, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you got to pick up all the pieces. And like, it Literally. holds you accountable. It does. It holds you accountable. I, but I just want to go back to what you're saying about uh, standards, because I think that it's so important. I'm not sure if you're aware, but in my journey before 2020, I was, in a, I was in a depression and I was going through anxiety. And I realized that it's because I didn't love myself, one. I also didn't have any respect for myself. That's where it kind of like clicked. And I realized throughout 2020 that, I didn't have any standards. So therefore I couldn't respect myself. There is no, there was nothing to respect. Like I didn't know what was there, what I should respect, I or shouldn't. Right? So I love how you said it helps you set standards because yeah, like once you know your bar, it's either they rise up to meet you or they don't. Period.
1: So how did you how did you finally find that standard and and take it on as Mm -hmm. part of your purpose?
0: To be honest, the biggest thing was understanding that God loves me, for me, period. Mm-hmm. And so I am enough. And so if I'm enough, then I'm good. You know what I mean? So like, I'm just enough, right? And then everything else. There. So if I want, if this is love, then love looks unconditional. So if it doesn't look unconditional to me or feel unconditional to me, I should say, then something's off here, Right. And then I, I can look back at the old relationships and say, hmm, well, I don't think that was love too much. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I love that you said that because it's it's for real, for real. Like, honestly, the standard thing is so serious. And I felt like I had some serious standards, but mm-hmm. still throughout that too. process. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? But still throughout that process. And it's not to say that someone, I can't say like you, you couldn't be good enough for me. It's just mm-hmm. you. Maybe I wasn't good enough at communicating my standards and mm. and honestly severing that tie when it, when it needed to be severed. And that goes for anything, like any yeah, friendship yeah. or relationship, like someone's not treating you the way that you want to be treated, which means that like you feel something that you don't love and maybe you're too scared to speak out about it or you do and you're getting shut down or you're getting that rebuttal and then you feel like you're at a crossroads and just like, okay, maybe it's just better if I leave it or maybe it's just mm. like, I don't want to fight about it too much but like no in actuality that is telling you something you're not exactly. happy with this. like
0: exactly Nah, don't prolong yeah. it that, that was just, me like yeah. i never wanted to speak up i never wanted to um really rock the boat like i didn't want a confrontation and mm-hmm. so okay if i spoke if i finally said what i want to say and you shut it down forget it i'm not bringing you back up again i you hear know? you but then i'm now in not in peace with myself right so i love exactly that. Your peace, it always came back to this peace that you felt.
1: Exactly. And I was like confrontation queen. So I was okay <laughs> with that. Like, I didn't mind being all up in your girl, Like, so who this? What's this? Mm-hmm. But what I wasn't comfortable enough with was honestly just making a decision and knowing that mm-hmm. whatever it was that I was looking for, whatever confirmation I feel like I needed, I didn't because the feeling in my gut was enough. And that's mm-hmm. what I needed to honestly follow. So, mm-hmm. so that's where I'm at now.
0: Wow, that's nice. And see, I love the fact that you said it was a journey. So as you developed, it developed, right? Like as you hone into you, it started to develop like, okay, now I know I can listen to this thing right off the bat. And so tell me about how this has played out in your creative life. Like, where did you start? Did you start with singing? Did you start with art? Like, how did, how did it play out
1: yeah. So, cre- okay. So creatively, I didn't have a choice at first. Like I, mm-hmm. I was honestly raised by a musical family. Wow, I started that- um, <laughs> piano lessons at the age of four. So wow. literally, yeah. So by the time I came to that was, I was always immersed in it and we had a piano at home and I had to practice and every Sunday we had to go to music school. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was a part of my everyday sort of ritual. Then as I grew up, I kind of came not to love the structure. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, play or whatever I, I realized I was never good at theory and one of the pushes was always to read music and I was like I don't want to like yeah. that's where my head was at um so just as a kid I think that's kind of what I ended up pushing back on and in the midst of that I I found my mom's heels at home or whatever and I fell in love with the sound of like heels against the floor so mm. I used to like put on her shoes and like I guess I was I don't know what I was doing but she ended up putting me in tap dance lessons because she said I was doing something Wow. Um, Yeah. So I think sometimes creativity, it honestly kind of resides within us and we don't really know. It's only through Mm -hmm. development that we recognize what that really could amount to or Mm -hmm. Mm surmount to. So that's kind of what my journey started like. So I, you know, started out in just music and then vocals and then got into dance. But needless to say, I was always kind of doing a lot of those things freely, but it did become a part of something a bit more professional at a very early age. So I understood the value of it. Never knew really how to make that into a business venture at the time, but always seen the value in it and was always immersed in into it. Always been a creative, but with a lot of Caribbean sort of households, like the mandate sort of is that you always, you know, to go to college and for something that's a little bit
0: more doctor Lauren, practical. Bit more
1: <laughs> practical, yeah, a little bit more practical. <laughs> just because
0: not that anything wrong with them, but it's yeah, like you're no. not like
1: yeah, exactly. And also, I think it's just like our parents didn't understand how you're going to make money doing this thing, right? Yeah. Like so like my parents were amazing because the support on a music level was I couldn't ask for anything more I I really couldn't and then on top of that as I kind of transitioned you know through that I my mom actually signed me up with an agent at a point when I was probably about 10 and she was taking me to auditions and I was you know landing some gigs acting dancing the whole night doing you know some really cool stuff and it was really fun but it became taxing on her and she's working full-time so she really couldn't manage and I was missing a lot of school and stuff like that so I kind of had to stop doing that. And then I think as I sort of transitioned again into adulthood, I was like, okay, I guess I have to be a little bit more practical. So I started to focus on my studies and I went to school for business and whatnot. And I developed throughout that thinking I, I was going to be a human resources professional, ended up oh. in the real estate. Um, and this is why I say it came all the way back 360 to creativity, because if anyone knows anything about realtors, it is such a in the business sector, is still a very creative field, and it's so different from your typical nine to five and that kind of structure. So yeah. it made so much sense to me how I landed there. A lot of people were like, "How did you?" But I ended yeah, up yeah, I
0: wouldn't
1: you know, have thought yeah, yeah, me either. But I ended up, you know, going through and sort of landing a job in marketing through business th- through my studies with a commercial real estate firm. And so, you know, that's something that I still actively do. But it it very much speaks to my creative side, and I could never completely let go of of the other things that I love you know at the same time I sort of uh, developed my makeup company and I was always very accustomed to being on stage and being the forefront and this was a bit of a different avenue for me because it meant that I was in the background a little bit and honestly um, allowing other talent to be at center stage and Mm. I get a lot of gratitude out of that as well like so for me I feel like um, as a creative I'm really well-rounded and I I love wearing multiple hats, but also playing various roles. So honestly, I will be center stage and that girl, but I I do know how to also take a backseat when the time is right. I feel like, again, my intuition just kind of spoke to me at different times of my life where I also just needed to try certain things, whether that was to see how this might play out or develop skills in another area that were going to help me later um, for whatever that thing was gonna be yeah, that I could I, drive home. Yeah, I think it's so important because being a well-rounded business professional is so integral to being uh, successful as an artist. And it's one of the things that's lacking so much mm-hmm. um, and why many super talented people never make it because they really just don't have those fundamentals. So I'm grateful again for that journey. Be able yeah, to like that that's so me.
0: incredible I love that you brought up the fact that it literally through your story that's exactly what I heard it helped you to kind of like okay try this okay learn this okay learn that and it's like as you went along you were just kind of okay what's next you put your all into it you learn what you have to learn and so therefore later on you're able to use it that was a big lesson for me last year I took a position that I didn't quite think I can do it was in sales and I was like mm, me I didn't want to be in sales like literally that was You know, when those like career aptitude tests that you do in high school, yes, it was always on there for me, but I was like, no, never. Right. Like I never wanted to do that. And I ended up taking this, uh, this position and I loved it. It challenged me so much, but I realized my intuition was teaching me things, but also I already had the skills for the position.
1: Your mindset just wasn't there. Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that we just have to sometimes work on It's like, we're, So like, I couldn't do that or I don't have the skills. Since you have more than the skills, you're more than qualified. If you actually even check some of the VPs and them up there, like, you are absolutely more than qualified. It <laughs> yeah. is your mindset holding you back. And
0: yeah.
1: I've come to know that. And it's one of the things that I, th- I think is really prevalent among women, and especially Black women, because we're always told that we can't. And so yeah. I think that much more we have to fight through those barriers in our minds. And that's why I say it's something that you can't see because you really can't see it. It's not mm. tangible in that way,
0: although it is. So it very much uh, is it's such a yeah. big part like, like they don't teach you in school at all about the mind. And yet it's so powerful. So how did you realize that it was about your mindset? Like, what did you come into to realize like, oh, this is just my mindset I have to change or change my perspective?
1: Oh, yes. It's definitely getting Mm burned because I don't think you can learn certain things without going through the experience or Mm -hmm. seeing someone going through the experience or or learning about it through another way, right? Like uh, maybe because, although I had older sisters, but maybe because I hadn't really been exposed to a situation Similar to this, I couldn't have realized what decisions I maybe should have made a little earlier. Mm, so, yes, uh, honestly, going through the experience, feeling what I felt, and knowing that this is not a not a feeling I can ever allow myself to feel again, because I feel like I let myself down. And I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. threshold is different. Everyone, you know, where you're sitting and what your standards are will be different. But I realized where my standard really was when I was like, how could I allow this to happen to me? Mm-hmm. And how, when I had that feeling, how could I have not stopped things? So
0: I think- Honestly, for me, Can I just that, jump in there? Because I think yeah. you need to understand that that allow piece, it really will hold you accountable to yourself. Yeah. Hey you, I know you're enjoying the episode, but here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Fifi Glamour Beauty, specializing in real 3D mink lashes, handmade, cruelty-free, and ethically sourced. Everyone deserves to experience quality products that makes them feel glam At Fifi Glamour Beauty, we encourage confidence in oneself through a deeper understanding of faith, believing bigger than your fears, finding peace and purpose, and showing up as your glam self. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Fifi Glamour and use coupon code FYFM for 15% off. Now let's get back to this episode, Is Too Juicy? Damn, I can't
1: blame him. Why? I can't. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I can't blame him. I can't blame the friends that, you know, took advantage of me and I allowed them to because it's just like, You have to speak up for yourself and you have to Mm. say, actually, it's not cool. You have to teach people how to treat you. And that's on everything. So I cannot blame anyone for what I've had to endure. Mm. I can only blame myself for allowing it to continue and then take accountability for that and then step into, you know, my future Mm. uh, with my head high and knowing what my standards are. And that's why I can say, like, you know, I met the partner, the husband of my dreams, because my standards were different at that point. Mm. Like, you couldn't really talk to me on another level yeah. and show me no funny shit and then expect because it just couldn't happen right like at that point and, and I'll tell you like there are people if you know me you know me like I some people say I'm I'm she's super hard body or she's super like emotionless and it's like I'm not emotionless I'm a vir- Virgo and I love hard, but at the same time like taking me for a fool I'm just not with it and mm-hmm. I don't that feeling for me is something that's important to me so it's mm-hmm. not necessarily important to everybody but if I feel like I'm being taken for a poppy show I'm actually cheesed mm-hmm. and now I feel like I have to answer to myself so it's that's mm-hmm. the accountability piece for me and that's my wow. threshold and I don't like that in any, you know what I mean? Like at work, I don't want people dragging me along like a idiot. Like I just, mm. I can't deal with it. It, it. Anyone who's Caribbean knows. So, yeah,
0: no, you really can't. I always said poppy sure. I've heard that forever, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Deal. That's exactly what it is, though. They're taking you for a fool, and you do have to answer to yourself after a while. Because okay, fool me once, you know what I mean? Like I didn't realize, but after yeah. it's happened to me a few times, I mean, eventually you can't blame. You can't continue to like point the finger and blame everybody else for your life exactly and then when
1: you start to see the pattern you're like no but you seen this this and that and you and you let it just slide but isn't
0: that the hardest lesson though it's the hardest lesson
1: <laughs> the hardest but i'd be looking back like for real for real like all right cool but it's the it's 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 the way that we learn right when you think, mm. think about you know any jobs that you've had and how new you were at the time and the things that you just didn't know and when you look back on that two or three years later you're like damn, they really got me at 25K a year. Damn, sis, you was dumb. You know what I mean? But that's how do we learn. And then you set your new standard and you're like, well, I'm not gonna take on no job less than 50K. Then after that, you take on a new standard. And you're like, well, obviously you can't talk to me if you're not offering 90K. And then, right, so our standards are always building. And I feel like that's necessary. That's a part of life. And that's how we learn. Um, and sometimes, you know, people start a little higher than others because somebody was able to teach them certain standards specific to that industry or specific to that topic at a very early point in their lives. But there are some things that you have to go through on your own and realize that your standards will develop and Mm -hmm. your intuition will develop because sometimes when she doesn't, she hasn't been in that situation before, she doesn't know exactly how to tell you Mm -hmm. something's funny. So Mm -hmm. you're not always sure what that feeling is. Like it might be like, okay, is this the way things are supposed to be? Okay, maybe, maybe that's it.
0: Especially if some of the other people in the situation are like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, don't worry, yeah. Exactly. But the minute that your intuition has seen something before, even if you haven't seen it before, but she's seen it before and Mm. felt it before, even just around her, the next thing is she's going to be telling you. She's telling you throughout your dream. She's telling you, and you're like, damn, I had this weird dream. I don't know what it means. Mm. You
0: know, she's talking. She's talking. Always. I honestly think it's a I think that's a good point. It's always there trying to communicate with you. She's always trying to communicate with you if you allow her to, right? If you're trying to take heed to what she's saying. I love the fact that you brought out the fact that yeah, it comes out as accountability sometimes. And that's just the way it works. You can't really kind of you can't escape it. Um at
1: her for it.
0: Yeah.
1: It makes you a better person.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: yes the, I'm so grateful for the in the moment I'm telling you like I was mm. distraught whatever but the way that that makes you such a better person
0: mm.
1: it's like again I the the standards that I set for myself and in turn would set then for my children and the experiences that I would share with them to allow them to make decisions early on mm. that really might just help them not even having to experience certain things that I did or okay. being able to start at a higher salary or just knowing their worth even that much more I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Because our standards are really what we place on our worth and mm. we don't learn it necessarily right away, right? It takes time to understand our worth. It takes time to set a rate for your business and understand what you mm. should be charging. But then five years, you, you look five years back and you're like, damn, I was charging oh, that? <laughs> Since, your intuition today, if someone pulls up on you at a certain rate, is gonna be like
0: bubble guts, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I love that because I think I love that you said your standards is kind of tied to your worth and I think it shows you how much you don't value yourself when your standards are in the trash and you're letting people treat you any kind of way I think that's a really big indicator of I don't view myself with enough love and enough worth.
1: I love you said that yeah it's true
0: it's crazy sometimes.
1: It's deep. It really is.
0: It goes deep. And I feel like that's what I learned throughout 2020 is that it goes deep. It is it's so much more than what's on the surface. So talk to me about now, like how do you guide yourself now in the decisions that you make to try to, even though obviously you can't guarantee, but try to make sure that you are following your intuition to the best of your ability.
1: So for me, my decision-making process, I'm very cautious. And mm-hmm. so I'm not happy go lucky about just making commitments off that I really like to try to do my investigation as much as possible if I am thinking about you know somebody approaching me to work on a particular project I'm asking for more details maybe I'm reaching out to somebody who has experience in that field who has worked with that person before Mm -hmm. um, just so I can get a feeler of what I should even base my decisions off of I think the the worst things that we can do are really make decisions based off of the unknown and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's why we We end up not knowing our worth because those other variables are really unknown to us. But if we knew who was going to be on this project and what they were going to be doing with the final pieces and how that was maybe going to, or the the potential that was even there for profits, we -hmm. would probably make some very different decisions when we Mm -hmm. first started engaging into those projects. And so I think taking my time to be like, okay, this offer was presented or this is, you know, something that's cool. Like there's some there's a decision that I can make here. It's a yes or no, but maybe that decision doesn't need to be made today Hmm. because maybe I don't have all the information available at my fingertips to make that decision
0: today. Hmm. I love that because it's like, it's not only are you asking questions, but you're asking what are the questions that I need to ask? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we love to rush. Like, I know everybody wants
1: to get the bag early, but like, mm-hmm. honestly, the slow grind is, is where it's at for me. Because I, mm-hmm. there are so many, but like we, we hear about the Tony Braxton's and the this and the that, like they had great opportunities, but didn't understand all the nuances and ended up going bankrupt. Sure. And I just feel like we take our time.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll be honestly in a better position in the long run.
0: Mm, that's a good point especially today because it's glorified for everybody who's like the overnight success uh, mm-hmm. or overnight success I stay with air quotations because I don't think any success is overnight unless you won the lottery which we all know what happens when people win the lottery they usually lose it right
1: and it's not even overnight because I've been playing the lottery for how many years and I <laughs> win shit. yet <Yeah>, so
0: <laughs> you know what <laughs> <laughs> that is very true that is very true because yeah you're yeah. putting your little two dollars or whatever it was towards it you know what I'm and, saying yeah that's a good point from, from
1: your you you're probably picking all numbers for your your yeah, parents, your parents that's it's true, true. Parents the
0: from the cash for life scratching <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> like my dad would be like amigo which is pick me now." it's like <laughs> you've been playing since you
0: were you youth. <laughs> that's so true
1: that's so, so if true I win shit, I, I, I'd I be like I've been at this for 20 years y'all
0: it's true but I think <laughs> that's how you build um it sounds to me like what you're trying to do is build a solid foundation yeah so that it can last and build legacy like it's not just about you that's what I kind of really grab from what you're saying it's not just about you it's how do I set up my future my children's future even my family's future because sometimes what I get the vibe from you as well is like you understand that people are also looking up to you so it's not just about you Absolutely. It's
1: never just about me. It's so far from being just about me. Like, mm. I can't remember the last time it's been just about me. Like it's integral for my team, mm. um, wherever I'm going. Like I, we know every superstar has a strong superstar team behind them. And I think it's so important for them to wow. be uh yeah. credit it to be recognized for all that they do so i'm very like for me i'm just i'm so grateful for yeah. everyone that's in my space i am particular though about people that i keep yeah. in my space and that's the other thing and that's why i feel like my intuition doesn't all the time have to be in a really bad place because mm-hmm. i'm particular so again even when i was speaking back to some of those um, messages i talked about earlier when i'm getting funny shit in my dms or whatever from my first thought is like oh this shit's fake and i don't mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me like you know what i'm saying it does i First thing that doesn't bother me, like to me, it would be amazing if, oh, this is actually something legit, but I never feel like, damn, like, wow, look who reached out to me because I just feel like, and, and some people might be like, oh, that's super pessimistic, but it's realistic. Like, let's, let's be and honest. It's, it's your realistic. view,
0: right? At the end of the day, it's your view. Um, as you said, you've been burned. So you're not going to be all naive and just jump to the first thing when you know that there could be something potentially dangerous on the other side.
1: And truth be told, I mean, when you're reaching out to someone, you're doing it for a reason. There's maybe a benefit Mm -hmm. for them, but there's also a benefit for you. So Mm -hmm. you have to always look at it from that lens. So what is the benefit for them? What is the benefit for me? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're telling me that the benefit for me is that I'm going to get to be on the cover of a magazine, great. Tell me more details. Let me know more about it. Mm -hmm. What is the benefit for you? Um, Mm -hmm. You're telling me the rate is what? And what do you stand to make on this campaign? Like, there's always two sides to every coin. And so when people are just like, damn, this record label just wants to sign me. It's like, what are you going to owe them, sis?
0: Yes.
1: Like, just just find out their nuances and understand there's a reason why lawyers get paid the big dollars to review these documents. Like, (laughs) it's not a joke out here in these streets, because it could mean you're tied to them for another 10 years for five Mm. albums. And I mean, I really don't know all the nuances, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, there are reasons why there are so many talented artists that are locked up in these contracts and they can't Mm -hmm. even drop no new music. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, I'll never say never because you never know. You could find yourself in a situation and you never know. But I'm just trying to say like, I'm doing all that I can to just take mm-hmm. my time and exude patience. I'm excited about dropping new music. I'm excited about performing and doing new shows. But I know that I need to exercise patience at the same time. Like like you said, nothing happens overnight. Good songs, like we we heard about the uh, like the Weekend, for instance. Like, I forget exactly which track that was, but he probably wrote that like 10 years prior and mm-hmm. just had that tune running in his head until he refined it 10 years later like
0: things wow. take time mm. it takes time wow wow that's big that's big I think what I want to touch on now because I feel like I'm really gathering from you now is you touched on your team and how important it is for your team to be a support to you but they also talked about your parents earlier and so I feel like in you they almost instilled the essence of community and support but quality people how do you make sure that the people around you are the people that are quality or do you take that same like investigative? I, I test out also...
1: people. Mm. I really do test out people. I'm like, do you want to go for a test drive? Like that's really where I'm at with people. Um, I can't be too trusting. And I wouldn't expect anyone to be too trusting with me off bat. Like mm-hmm. everyone's nice on first glance. You know what I'm saying? Except probably for me. I've been told I'm kind of mean on first glance. <laughs> um, and it's probably just because. So, but sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I've heard that. But it's probably just because I'm on some analysis type shit like i'm not really mm. i'm not being mean um and i'm friendly and i'm high but I, i'm not saying come over to my house first night i just met you i don't know yeah. you like that and that's yeah. just where i'm at so i test out people i see what they're about get to know mm-hmm. them and i feel like it's just like any relationship like you wouldn't get married to someone that you just met yesterday it's like um i i, I honestly treat my friendships and my my colleagues the same way. Like, I feel like in some ways those are marriages. Anyone that's like friend, they know, like, that means I'm taking time out of my day to do things for you, to talk to you. And you're doing the same vice versa for me. And that's really the basis of, of uh, a relationship. So I love that.
0: Yeah. I love that because you're right. It is like a marriage. And to me, marriage is, 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 weighty, you know, maybe in this day and age, sometimes people don't really take it as something that's very serious, but it is, it's a commitment between two people who decide to be together. And so the friendship is the same, a work or even a business person, it is the same, right? Like you're committing to like, okay guys, through thick and thin, we're gonna try to work it out. Absolutely. Let me ask you then, how do you get to that point? or what does that look like for you when you decide, okay, maybe this person's not the best for you. How would you walk through that? Because I feel like for some people, they just take out the scissors yeah. and cut people off. Some people, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm, I'm not nice about that. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to try to pretend I'm a Virgo. And honestly, Virgos, like we do the cutting. I'm, I'm okay. a straight cutter. I'm not going to try to lie. I know it's not always nice, but sometimes I don't have the energy because I also feel like, Like peep this. This is how I really, really feel. I honestly feel like people know what they're doing. They're not Mm. dumb. So I just feel like at the same time, I don't have to walk you through baby steps on what Mm. it is that you're doing. You know what you're doing and you're just doing what you can to keep getting away with it. And I'm not going to warn you so many Mm. times. I'm just going to snip it. Like that's just where I'm at. Um, And again, I honestly just feel like the way how I am, if you know my heart, like I either take to you or you don't. So Mm. you also get to know the way that somebody moves based on how they see that you move. So when you see someone that's righteous and if that's really not what's in your heart, generally the communication is awkward. Like something is weird and something is off Mm -hmm. already because honestly, our spirits are not aligning. Because, And if we just talk about some shit, like if we honestly just talk, like how me and you are having a conversation right now and you get to know like my inner thoughts, you're not going to like me if that's not where you're at. If Mm -hmm. you're feeling like, you know what I'm trying to say? If you're feeling like, actually, I would do this in this situation or I'm on some different, you're probably not really going to rock with me. And I'm not really going to rock with you. So it, it's kind of easy. Like it usually just kind of, you don't hear from me and then it's cool.
0: Mm. Like no hard
1: feelings, but yeah, my spirit, I can't take to a negative spirit. I can't take to nasty yeah. spirit. Like I, I
0: can't. I think it's important yeah. because it's the intention. You're letting the spirit guide you because that's who, that's really who the person is. Right, everybody can put on the face. Well, we all can. Exactly. We wear for sure, but some people they just it's like seven different layers on top of who they really are.
1: It's true. Right? It's true. But and, and, and not I'm not gonna why. say that's why I say I test people out because mm. there have been times where I've been like I've been cool with somebody for a year or two, but like even the way that I get close to you, it'll be on some funny shit. Like mm. I won't be that close to you if I feel if my intuition is telling me something is a bit off. Mm. So. I'll only get close to you to an extent and then I'll realize like, where it is that I need to fall back. You know what I mean? Like I, Mm -hmm. and I understand that there are people that like, they need certain things, right. Or maybe, you know, they're more needy emotionally or whatever else, but there's also an importance for balance in a relationship where Mm -hmm. you can't always be giving and you also need to be able to feel like you can rely on that person. So also if there's time period where it just feels like it's super imbalanced and not for any particular reason that you're going through a particular hardship but it just stays unbalanced because you you're just not willing to give what I'm willing to give in the relationship I'm also out
0: Mm, that's a good point that's a good point I don't think people really look at it in terms of that like like oh I just want to take care especially when you're a person who likes to take care of people you might just want to give and give and give but not realizing that like wait a second that person hasn't quite been there for me
1: And it's draining right like i'm okay Mm. to be there for some especially like let's say i have a a friend and she just had a baby like you know what her needs are greater than mine in this very moment i don't Mm. expect like there's gonna be times where i need to give a little more and that's okay with me but if i feel like you can never find it in your heart to give and i'm always feeling drained that's just not Mm. i'm a i'm a caregiver at that point we're not Mm. friends right and so then i just i could just be your nurse like let's be honest (laughs) so so that's you know it's the feeling and it's your intuition it will tell you honestly when you're not feeling balanced when you're not feeling right like
0: wow I love that not feeling balanced and not feeling right because then your peace is off I feel like that's the theme right now like that's what I'm learning the most that like intuition means is your your biggest indicator is whether your peace is intact or not
1: Exactly. And it's like, I don't, if I'm being very honest, I don't sit there and study it. Like I don't, mm. I don't necessarily write this, all this stuff down. It's just like, when I finish doing something, how I'm like, how does that make me feel? If I'm hanging out with someone, so how does that make me feel? If I don't feel happy about it, I'm not leaving my house to chill with you. Like that's what I'm at. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. If I don't enjoy our conversation, I'm never going to call you. So mm. I literally just move off of how I feel and how my, what my intuition is telling me. I, I don't have to study her. Like she mm. studies me.
0: Mm, I love that you take the time to pause and to just ask yourself period right and like I feel like that's the best best course of action because you can like nothing that's free right like it probably saved you so from so much heartache in this process I think so I think mm. so.
1: And it allows me to make decisions going forward. Like mm. even in my own creative rights, if I finish a piece of something and I look back on it, sometimes in the moment, I'm like, this is amazing. And maybe a month later, I'm like, I would have done this differently. And maybe mm. I'm okay with like where it's at right now. And I feel like that's what needs to be shared with this world at this moment. But I also make decisions in that moment of what, how I might refine that in the future. And I, I think that's great. Like that's where my intuition is at. Sometimes she's just telling me, how even I might need to move differently with the times because of the mm-hmm. space and digital era that we're in. Like, That's you changed. know,
0: yeah. That's true. She's taking a lot of information that we're not necessarily privy to. Exactly. Yeah. We That's don't funny. see it, but she sees it. Mm. I love it. I love it. righty, Omega. What do you think is maybe your biggest lesson that you've learned maybe of 2020 or through understanding your intuition? My
1: biggest lesson is probably... Just to go for it. I think there are, in many ways, I have held myself back and haven't gone for certain things full fledged. But I know my time is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could sit here and say should have, would have, could have, but the truth is I'm ready now, and I probably wasn't ready then. So my biggest lesson and anything that I, if there was advice that I could offer to anyone, is just go for it. If you have that grand big idea that you know people around you are telling is way out of your league, go for it. Like trust me, you have no idea where you might see yourself go so far
0: mm. with that
1: idea that seems so out of scope for you right now. But that's how some of the greats, they did it. They had an idea and you know they were able to find buy-in from the people that were truly willing to support it. And it's okay if it's your family members or the closest people to you that can't see your vision mm. because the vision wasn't for them.
0: Come on. That's it. Come on, that is so true. That is so true. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today because I think that's such an important lesson. I believe that your attention gives every single person a vision for their life. It's up to you to kind of like unlock what it is. Agreed. And run with it. Agreed. Ah. (laughs) I already love. Thank you. Thank you. So please let people know how they can find you or what are you working on next that you can let us know about.
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you know what I'm working on. So I have two profiles. So you're gonna have to follow me on both. You got to check out all my beauty stuff. I'm doing a lot of crazy beauty work. And that's where I'm a bit more behind the scenes at Dollface Dreddy M U um, A. But on the flip side, as a music singer songwriter, you're gonna find me at Omega Mighty underscore. Um, so you can find me at omegamighty.com. Um, and stay tuned. This year is gonna be a big year for me. I'm definitely gonna be dropping some new music. It'll be the first time that I'll be working on like a solo project. So I'm excited to share it with you guys. And let's go all 2021
0: yeah i'm so excited for that that's thank dope you. the first thank video you. i heard of you singing i was like okay wow what can't you do like wow
1: <laughs> I, and that's what i mean you know some people are like i didn't know you do that and i'm like i know i just been i'm humble and i'm quiet but it's time to it's time
0: to step time.
1: out there you go it's
0: time step, to step out. Out. <laughs> i love it already girl thank you so much
1: thank you and, for having me you're welcome
0: Wow, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Had so much fun with this episode, yet her points on self-accountability hit so hard. And so, if this episode made you think of a relationship or a situation in your life, I urge you to take a pause. Feel it out. What's your intuition trying to tell you about it? If this episode made you think of someone, share with them. Until next time, live life fearlessly.